I'm Lauren McCall, founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy, an international author and a teacher. And I'm Bertha Eddington, a marketing professional whose passion is helping people get the word out on their good works. Welcome to Animal Wise, the podcast where from playful to profound, Animal Wise brings animal wisdom to your world. So today we're going to talk about something that tugs at the hearts of animal lovers everywhere, I think, and that is the uh, animals in shelters. Talking about shelters and how animals feel in them is really potentially a huge topic, but today we're going to explore one part of it by looking at the feelings and thoughts of two dogs that you've communicated with in shelters, Lauren. And before we go there, I just want to comment um, on a phenomenon that is happening, has been happening all throughout 2020, that shelter workers have never seen before and animal lovers have never seen before. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Lauren? Yeah, this has been an unbelievable year for animal adoptions and fostering. You know, this whole COVID thing. So, you know, with people staying and uh, working from home, there's a never been seen before shelter adoption rate. And adoption groups and shelters are, gosh, you know, bringing in animals from Mexico and other countries, and they all seem to get adopted right away. It's amazing and wonderful. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible. It's awesome. I, I even saw a video of a shelter. I forget where it was, Cincinnati or Chicago some a seaward city and they they were showing a video of them walking around the shelter showing all the empty rooms and cages with absolutely mm. no animals in there at all oh yeah it's it's amazing too um i live in the portland oregon area right now and and you know the animals they go out as fast as they come in i mean it's it's incredible but i, I mean i guess it makes sense that people who were you know, maybe feeling a little lonely or missing physical contact or close emotional connection with other beings are um, turning to animals for love and companionship. And of course, you know, I'm thrilled and delighted that so much harmony is being created between humans and their animal companions. Obviously, it's a wonderful thing. But you know, um, just as an aside, there's a, you know, there's a legitimate concern coming up that adopters of dogs and, and to a lesser degree cats should take care to help the animals be comfortable and secure um, when they're uh, on their own in a home. Because, you know, eventually, hopefully, when COVID is more under control, some people at least are going to be returning to the office and to jobs that require them to be out of the house. So, you know, for animals who are used to having someone around all day, being alone for, I don't know, seven to 10 hours can be a pretty rough adjustment. It can lead to anxiety. And then that in turn leads to behavior issues. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's something that maybe people aren't taking into consideration as they're adopting animals now. But, I, you know, there is a lot of talk that um, even when COVID goes away, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, a lot of companies are talking about having people work from home remotely from now on. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. think Twitter and Facebook have both announced that they're once COVID's over, they're going to start shutting down their campuses and, and have people work from home. So hopefully 
that will be less of a problem regarding mm-hmm. the animals. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think about the fact now that people are rescuing the, um, the animals from the shelters. And I saw a, um, yesterday I was right next to a, a big truck that had this beautiful Malamut sticking his head out the window. <laughs> and there was a sign on the back of the truck that said, who rescued who? Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And I, I yes. think that's so true. Oh, I think it's so true. And I think so many people think that. And, and actually, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not terribly keen on the term rescue. I mean, of course, it's it, it, it's a legitimate term as it's defined, but my issue with the word rescue comes when people apply it to the animal as a label, like, um, oh, well, you know, he's a rescue, or she's rescued, you know, and I think that the human ego can get involved there, and um, I actually have a lot of experience working with clients who label their animals as rescued years and years after they've been um, adopted or brought into the home. And, you know, I kind of think, well, when does the animal stop being rescued and just get to be a family member? Sorry, that's one of my little soapbox issues. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, it's, I know we've talked about this before, and it's really caused me to think I, I, I'm, I have a double-edged sword because as a marketing person, um, marketing a dog or a dog or a pet as needing to be rescued does tug at people's hearts Mm -hmm. and and i think it's it's good you know people want to feel good about what they're doing but on the other hand i i've been thinking about your feelings about it and realizing that when people adopt children they don't Mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives refer to them oh this is my adopted daughter it's, it's this is my daughter yeah. So I, I I see your point, and I I think that at some point, yeah, they're they're not a rescue anymore. They're a family member. Right. So right. once we have our beloved um, animals, I, I'm wondering what their experiences have been like from the shelters that they've come in. So do you have want to share your stories about them with us today? Sure. And as we mentioned at the outset, you know, this is potentially kind of a big topic. So we're, we're really just exploring a little chip off this very big iceberg. But um, in general, animal communication can be very useful for shelter animals as a way to reassure them that they're in a safe place and that people are looking out for them in their best interest. But also, I found it can be especially useful in finding out what kind of a home they want or don't want. I mean, you know, like, do they like other animals? Do they want to be in a house with another dog or cat? Do they like Mm -hmm. kids? You know, things like that. Um, So I I love talking to shelter animals in this way to help make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Um, And one particular story comes to mind that I'd like to share about a dog named Oso. And I met him um, at my local shelter in Oregon after... Hurricane Katrina, when there were so many displaced animals of all kinds that were being shipped out into shelters all across the United States. Right. The, um, so the adoption counselors or the placement specialists were doing their best to find the right homes for the animals taken in after the disaster. And I went in to um, kind of pitch in as I could and find out, you know, what, what kind of homes 
were best suited to these animals. So um, this conversation with Oso, which is short, um, but it was part of that effort. So I, I started by asking him, um, and he was a dog, a mixed breed, not that it matters. He said, what do you, I said, what do you think of this shelter? Um, I want you to know that everyone here is doing their best for you. And Oso replied, well, in some ways, it's better than where I was. I'd still like to be somebody's special dog. I replied, well, we would like to find you a new person or new family, too and it would help us to know what kind of home you would like. Oso replied, well, right now I just want to be loved and wanted. Yeah. I want people who will take me places. I see dogs and cars. I could go places like that <laughs> with my people. I would like that. I said, that's wonderful. What kinds of things do you like to do? Oso replied, Oh, I'll do anything. Run, walk, play. I don't mind. I said, okay. Do you like kids? Oso said, whew, well, that depends on the kids. <laughs> Maybe a nice kid to play with? <laughs> yeah, that might be nice. I, I guess I just want to be loved. I said, please know that you are very loved. And think of this place as a stopping spot on your way to your new forever home. And I left it there. Boy, that, that comment about just wanting to be loved, I mean, isn't that what we all want? And, and mm -hmm. it takes us back full circle to why people are adopting animals so many in, in so many, so much quantity in this year in 2020. Um, they just want to be loved and have a being to love. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other thing that stands out to me about that conversation is it's a bit sad to me that Oso said the shelter was in ways better than where he was previously. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I heard that from a lot of Hurricane Katrina animals. Yikes. But, yeah. But, you know, on the, on the truly positive side... Um, he was also clearly living in the moment and not letting the, um, his past drag him down. And, you know, I want to say that I, I don't think we should pity shelter animals. We don't know what their path is. And maybe this is where they're meant to be. Adoptions from shelters, it can be a new start for animals, just as humans sometimes change their relationships. You know, divorce, new marriage or relationship, moving house, changing jobs. Life is all about change for people and animals, and it's yet another reminder to be in the moment. And clearly, of course, I'm not touching on the subject today of um, euthanasia rates in various shelters. Like I said, this is a small chip of a very big iceberg. Right, right. And in, you know, this the point about living in the moment and, and being mindful, which is so... Um, much a topic these days. Now that we've been having these conversations for a while, I really can't help but feel that at some point in the conversation, we always come to this point where we're living in the present allows the joy of discovery to unfold naturally mm -hmm. and get us ready for the next new beginning. And so really being present and living in the moment seems to be a consistent message from the animals that I'm getting. 
Oh, I completely agree with you. I, it just permeates their whole perspective. Um, and I'd like to share with everyone another communication I had with a, a Katrina shelter dog. Um, it's also quite short. This was, um, so I kind of was going from kennel to kennel to kennel, okay, just standing in front and, and talking to the animals. And um, I came across this old uh, bloodhound who they named Penelope, which is a cute name for a bloodhound, and she was quite <laughs> elderly. <laughs> and uh, I started talking to her, and so we're going to jump in here, and Penelope's talking first. Penelope says, I like this weather. It's quite <laughs> a change from what I'm used to. I said, I'm so glad. What kind of a place would you like for your next loving home? What kind of people? Active or quiet people? Penelope replied, Oh, I don't mind who I live with if I can have a yard. I want grass, not <laughs> dirt. I dream of rolling in the grass. And then she showed me this image of rolling on her back <laughs> and, you know, kind of rubbing her back into the grass and dancing with her feet in the air. You know how dogs do that when they're happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, she was really old, as I said, and this was something that she wanted in her life to make her happy. So I told the adoption people what her wish was. Um, and frankly, in Oregon, that's a fairly easy wish to grant. <laughs> but I did check back in a couple of weeks with them, and they had indeed arranged for her to be adopted by people who had a lovely, grassy backyard. So, I mean, that's a happily ever after story, if ever there was one. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful story, and you know, it's I my one of my takeaways from that story is the importance of having dreams, and I think um, it's it's hard sometimes when you're feeling blue or feeling overwhelmed or feeling like you're stuck in a place and you you're never going to get out of there to have a dream, and I, I love that the dream can be as small as rolling in the grass. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're so programmed to what do we want for the next five years of our life? Where are we going to yeah. end up? And, you know, thinking about the future and, and maybe a way to get out of unstuck is to start taking the baby step dreams, which can just be small, joyous things every day. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it doesn't have to be about crazy big things like cars or houses. And for Penelope, it was about being able to dance in the grass. And for Oso, it was about being loved and wanted. The dreams of shelter animals are, of course, as different and varied as human dreams are. But at the foundation of it all, I think for all of us, being loved and wanted is a universal theme, not just for animals, but for people too, of course. And in speaking of animals, obviously no placement um, of an adopted animal is perfect any more than human relationships are perfect. But, you know, I think if, um, if there's love and respect present in the relationship, the rest can usually be worked out. It's all about the love, baby. <laughs> it is all about the love. And, and you know, when I was um, young, I used to... I was very deep, and I'd, I'd go around asking what the meaning of life was, what, what the purpose of life was, and, and until it annoyed everyone around me. 
And finally, one of my dear friends said, well, I think it's love. It's just love. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's mm-hmm. right. And that's, that's the process. So to be present and be present in love and be present in our baby dreams and our bigger dreams and, and be mindful in the moment. And I, these conversations are so valuable to me. And I really appreciate us being able to do this. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's great. Thanks very much. Thank you. And thank you everyone out there for listening to Animal Wise. If you've enjoyed what you've heard and want to hear more, please subscribe and tell your friends, family, and even perfect strangers. We're available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, uh, pretty much every network. So feel free to Subscribe and leave us a review if you are so inclined. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.